Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hey, welcome back, Brewer fans. Uh, this is the Brewer Crew Review Podcast. Uh, I'm Craig. Joining me today are Vincent Scott. Hey, guys. Hey, Craigers. Yo. So, Craig, do we have uh, the Brewer- Craig, do we have a uh, do we have Chad on the set? Is he with us today? Uh, I think I'll probably chime in at some point here during this podcast. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he's got he the said, number. So he said something like he he was really looking forward to uh, the Bears game and beating Goff tomorrow. But or he said that a couple of days ago, obviously. But I, I don't think it worked out that way. But it happens. It's no big deal. Uh, but he might he might still be reeling from that. He might need a he might need to just have this one show off. All right. That's good to know. Um, the Brewers uh, came out with a brand new logo and a couple of, uh, a whole set of new uniforms today, which they unveiled in a special press conference. Um, so that's true. We'll talk a little bit about that. And we'll talk a, a little bit about a couple of the NFC awards the Brewers did not win, unfortunately, but, uh, and also, talk a little bit about this supposed uh, sign-stealing controversy going on around MLB, mostly revolving around the Houston Astros, but also the Brewers uh, franchise has been thrown in that mix as well. So we'll hit on that, and I believe we even have a question or two from our Twitter follower. Is that correct, Scott? That is incorrect. Oh, wait, I don't know. Vince, is that correct? Oh, that that actually is correct, Craig. Yes, we do actually have some uh, Twitter questions from our uh, fans. Damn it. Okay. I mean, good. Got but... fire, fire the intern that gave you the pre-production meeting uh, or the the pre-podcast notes. Those are inaccurate. But anyway, uh, neither here nor there. Let's let's jump right into it. Uh, I know one of the podcast, a recent podcast, Scott and I uh, were on. We did kind of touch. There was a leak of the logo ahead of time. We we talked talked about it a little bit. So I guess I'll kind of just let you guys give your opinion first. Maybe we should start with Vince on this one. I'll just say that overall, the Brewers, you know, went back to kind of the ball and glove logo, and they they reinvented the actual logo, made some slight tweaks to it, um, and not only that, but uh, different uniforms going forward. Uh, what what are your overall thoughts, Vince? Uh, I actually like the new logo quite a bit, the new old logo, I guess, uh, quite a bit. I think it does a good job. I didn't want them to actually just go back to the original ball and glove. I thought that that was, you know, a little odd to return to the same exact logo that the team gave up after the 1993 season. But I'm glad that they incorporated it into a uh, kind of a revamped look. So um, I know that there was some on Twitter and social media that were kind of critical of it, but uh, you know, they did make some tweaks, um, which we can get into a little bit more, but I, I like it overall. And I think conceptually it's a, it's a, it's a good sharp look. And as far as the uniforms go, wow, I thought that those were, were great, but maybe we should just talk the logo first and then get into the uniforms a bit. Scott, thoughts on the logo? Um, logo I'm really happy with. I mean, I think in our last episode, we had said that this is one of the top five logos in all of sports in the world. I mean, it was such a, a great job of encompassing, obviously, the letters of the city with the MB and the Milwaukee Brewers, and then uh, uh, being able to put that in a nice, simple, concise logo was great. I know that when they leaked it, uh, the one difference that I do see is 
the stitching on the baseball, uh, I remember thinking like the, the thing that I liked about the last logo is that it was so simple, but brilliant at the same time. And it looks like now, instead of like having all the little stitching on the actual baseball, it's just two lines, which I think is actually a lot better. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. I don't know when that exactly got changed because two weeks ago, it looked like they were going the other way with it. And so overall, I'm very happy with it. I give it an A. They they might have they might have heard some feedback from fans and that new logo it should it should be uh, should be commented on that that was released by Tops Baseball Cards I believe that kind of had that leaked as uh as, as the logo on the side of a Brewers card for 2020 so I mean the Brewers maybe maybe didn't even know that that was coming maybe the design wasn't done yet so who knows how that got up got out there yeah I, I mean I'm assuming the baseball card companies have to get the the print of the new year's baseball cards well in advance they probably request logos from from um teams and the brewers might have not had it quite 100 percent done and just send them what they had or something who knows but um it looks pretty much uh, on target to the leaked one though and uh overall i'll just say i'm glad they went back to the ball and glove logo instead of coming up with some new crazy stuff that didn't make any sense or something like that and would infuriate most of the fan base because there's a lot of love for the old ball and glove logo and it's been pretty well renowned as one of the most clever and best logos in sports history. I would say at this point um, with, you know, incorporating the M and the B in the glove um, that's of course spelled out Milwaukee Brewers. Um, the, one, the one tweak they made that I did not like is the bridge that connects the M and the B um, right above the passing on the glove. I don't, I don't like that, but not going to nitpick too much overall. Um, sad side with it. I also don't like that they squeeze the dimensions out a little bit so it's much narrower. The other one had like a bubbly or more cartoonish feel or something to it. Uh, but anyway, um, overall, yeah, they, we can live with it. It looked like they centered the ball a little bit to kind of make the B look more like a B as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's get on to the uniforms, I guess. Uh, I don't know, we can go the same right around again. I don't know. Um, Scott, do you want to start off on the uniforms? Um, yeah, I could definitely do that. So um, the uniforms, as um, Vince and I were talking briefly about them, uh, when, when you look at the home unis, uh, there's not a heck of a lot of difference from uh, the uniforms of the Brewers past. But um, it is nice. I'm glad that there's not, like, too much yellow. Uh, the fact that they're cream-colored, supposedly, instead of white, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really care for that, but I get it. It's a, it's a homage to the cream city brick, I guess, but, um, there's probably a reason why there's not a lot of cream colored uniforms, I suppose. But, um, the only one that I really disliked was, uh, the, the, it's pre predominantly Navy and yellow road uniform. Uh, I really dislike that to me. It just kind of, it looks like a minor league uniform to me. I, I just, I really don't like it. But um, overall with the uniforms, I I can't complain. I'll I'll give it a C. Yeah, I like I like the uniforms, Greg, uh, for the most part. The one, uh, Scotty, I agree with you. The one that I don't like, or I guess the one that I like the least is the, uh, is the road Navy one. I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's the best one. My, my guess is that's like a road, road alternate jersey, but we'll see. Um, looking for some differences with the home creams compared to the 1970s Brewers uniforms, I guess that 
uh, found a couple. The one is like the piping at the top of the jersey front is one difference, and the uh, size of the sleeve, the the spacing is a little bit different. So the size of the bars is a little bit different. Uh, the script looks the same, and then of course cream white instead of just white. So, but yeah, overall I like them. I really love the fact that they went back to um, putting Milwaukee on the front of the road jerseys. I think that that's awesome. Should be done. You're representing the city when you're in a different city. Um, love the road grays as well. Love them a lot. So yeah, overall, um, I'll give a strong B plus or A minus actually to the the uniforms overall. Oh, and Craig, just before you give your take on this, um, do you want to remind all of our fans that we do have the new logo and the new uniforms. Uh, we do have pictures that posted on our Twitter at Review one. Uh, so check them out there. You can also vote how you like them. So check it out. All right, Craigers. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Craigers. What's your take? Actually, I was busy voting on our Twitter uh, page as you're saying what? that. So, um, no, you can't vote. So while on you that. guys were giving your opinion, I had to do something. I'm just not going to sit here. Um, I was listening, though, and uh, <laughs> I will say that I agree with a lot of your points. Um, oh, there, it, it is kind of like a nice homage to the early 70s Brewers, um, even. Uh, I, I think the, the, the main home uniform kind of reminds me of, of uh, with the lettering. Of, of that, you know, um, so it's kind of like a combination of those first two eras. It, it kind of reminded me of the early 70s, the initial uh, Brewers um, logo then, and then, of course, the 80s heyday one uh, uh, with, the, with the going back to the ball. Goal. So it's kind of a combination of those. It's pretty good, pretty good job on that. Um, I actually do like, I know the pinstripes are kind of polarizing. The home pinstripes, though, uniform, I, I kind of dig those um, as well. I'm not huge on the cream color i prefer white but whatever uh and then going on to the, the same thing with the rolled ones the one that kesson kira uh showed up on i kind of like that one i don't know if it was a little bit yeah. more gray but but uh the brent Suter one the blue one with i just did not like the uh, great with you there was like these weird stripes coming down the yellow or gold stripes coming down the the front of it i did not like the shape of that and and, and whatnot and uh and then just uh, even the letter, the numbering, the letter, I guess the the numbers in the front of jerseys, it's like they don't have borders or something. I, I do not like the look of that. Unfortunately, much of love Brent Suter. That was the worst one. And then, um, you know, with the other ones, uh, so hopefully those are all alternatives, but the other ones that Christian Hero had, I, I did like, and I agree with Ben's point that I do like the, the curse of Milwaukee um, along the front of those jerseys too. Again, I, I was hoping that they would, not to go back to the 80s uniforms, I was hoping they'd somehow have some alternative jersey with the powder blue, because I really love oh. those ones from the 80s, but what can you do? Yeah, so awesome. I, guess, I guess we're not going back there unless they're retro ones or something. But anyway, so moving forward, um, I can live with them um, again. Oh, even they're getting a little more detailed. There were some uh, – I saw one of the patches on one of the sleeves was just a ball with the stitching – not the ball and glove logo, but just a ball with stitching. I, I thought that was decent. But another one I saw was the state of Wisconsin that had was a gold filled state of Wisconsin, but it had it, it almost like it was broken up into like twelve brick segments. And my first think when I first saw it, I'm like, are those supposed to be counties? And I looked all close. I'm like, there's no way there's more counties than that in Wisconsin. I'm like, this is obviously just bricks or something like Cream City yeah. bricks filling up the state of Wisconsin. So I didn't like that initially. Maybe, maybe it'll draw me, but I guess as far as more of the details of it, I, I didn't like that. So, but uh, yeah, yeah I overall, know. I think the Brewers will grow a lot. Fans will grow a lot, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I don't know what the number 12 means with that, Craig. There's like 50, uh, there's like 72 counties, I think, in Wisconsin, so it's not that. I don't I don't know. Um, it's a good question. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't that. count the actual bricks, but there definitely were not 72 of them. They were all shaped. No. I guess I only <laughs> took a parting glance at it, but yeah. Yeah, very cool. I think they were supposed to be bricks, like building the, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. But, uh, all right, well, let's move along to some other happenings this week. Of course, last week was uh, awards week here in MLB, where they, of course, released all the uh, finalists and, uh, you know, the actual winners of the season, 2019 season awards. And, um, fortunately, Craig Council, I believe, finished runner-up to, uh, for manager of the year in the NL to, Cardinals manager Mike Schlitt um, and uh, was disappointed and thought that was terrible. Um, also, <laughs> um, of course, for NL MVP, Kristen Yelich, who arguably had a better season than he did from last year's MVP actual campaign, finished runner-up to Cody Bellinger um, for NL MVP. We're not shocked by that one, and I, I guess I can't argue too much because they both had phenomenal seasons, but a little disappointed, but I'm actually more disappointed in the council one and the Yelich one, believe it or not. But anyway, what are you going to say on that? I wasn't really surprised I mean, by either one of them, I guess. Um, I, I think the, the two things that obviously went against Yelich was uh, he was hurt at the end of the year, and so he missed some time. And uh, even though his numbers were still better than Bellinger's, in my opinion, um, with less games, I think the other part of it was that Yelich won it last year, so there's always the, I mean, let's get somebody new to get the award or whatever. As far as manager of the year, um, I don't think that anybody could do what, I, there's a, a handful of people that could have done what Council did uh, with this team after Yelich went down and, the, and just an overall amazing job that he did. Uh, the fact that he didn't win, um, yeah, that whole ceremony was a real schlit show to me, but whatever. Nice, Scotty. Um, yeah, I mean, it was – I definitely thought that Yelich uh, should have been the MVP. I unfortunately thought that they were going to make Bellinger the MVP, which is which is uh, what happened. I think that Bellinger uh, – I, I thought maybe Yelich had a chance just because Bellinger went into a little bit of a slump in September. But, and again, with Yelich's injury, maybe that took him out of uh, front-runner status in some voters' minds. But definitely would have been a, a deserving award for both the MVP and then Craig Council as well. Um, obviously the Cardinals winning the division probably gave him a little bit of an edge and really looking forward to the day when a Brewers manager wins the manager of the year. It'd be the first time in franchise history. And I, I do have confidence Craig Council will win it within the next five years. I think he's going to be one of the all-time best Brewer managers in history once when all said and done. Um, so let, let's, before, so we don't miss it on this. Vince, uh, do you have the questions then that were submitted by our Twitter follower? Maybe let's get to that next. Uh, you're going to have to give me 30 seconds here. The interns were ill-prepared and did not hand that to me. Hold on one moment. Here, I'll do this while we're doing it. Um, so we did ask on Twitter um, to, first of all, grade the new logo. Um, just give it an A, B, C, or D, what you thought. 79% overwhelmingly said A, uh, then 13% said B, and 8% gave it a D. But um, as far as the Brewers' new uniforms, uh, again, fans really like it. 62% gave it an A, uh, 24% with a B, 6% C, and D got 9%. So hopefully that solved just enough for Vince. Nope, that was that was great. And also really quick, um, I also wanted to thank our anonymous source, Tom Carter, for giving us the inside scoop on the uniforms and the logo before it was released to the general public. So 
Uh, much appreciated, uh, our anonymous source, Tom Carter. Yeah, thanks, Tom. He also said that if there was any sign stealing uh, uh, at Miller Park, he would know about it. So um, he said <laughs> that there was nothing to worry about with that. He said that um, his team could get by just fine without it. And I did really also want to briefly mention that I, I did see that you Darvish uh, with his <laughs> with his uh, big contract, who unfortunately for him hasn't pitched in a meaningful game yet for the Chicago Cubs, uh, did call out saying that he thought for some reason, uh, based on Yelich's amazing start, that maybe the Brewers were doing some sort of sign stealing, uh, just in lieu of all of the accusations going around with the Houston Astros right now. And um, Yelich's uh, direct quote was, uh, <laughs> be better than this. Nobody needs help facing you. So <laughs> the new Roxanne. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. To get to our Twitter question, uh, we asked for some questions for the show tonight. We had a viewer response from Coach Larry, who, um, judging from his Twitter profile, is, is, is probably intoxicated at a breakfast bar right now. Um, he asked, what's an under-the-radar move we might pull for a starting pitcher that doesn't suck? I'd like to emphasize that I do not want this starting pitcher to suck. I believe there was some confusion the last few years. Also, any chance Corbin Burns stops throwing BP in games? So thanks for the question, Coach Larry. And, uh, <laughs> and Scott, why don't we start with you on this one? Um, as, as far as an under-the-radar move, uh, you know, we, we covered it a couple episodes ago, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of different people that we thought could wind up uh, making on the, the Brewers team. I think, let's see, Julio Tehran was floated. I, I think that's, I think Julio Tehran, I hate to say it, but like as far as like money-wise contract, that might be as high as we're willing to go. Um, I've looked at some of the projections that people are saying Zach Wheeler is going to get, and with his injury history, I don't want any part of it. Like, I, I think he's good. He's just not as good as what people are saying he's going to get paid. So, um, as far as um, uh, Corbin Burns being able to hopefully not give BP during live games anymore, um, I – despite the fact that there is nothing basically from last year that that's going to um, tell me this, I, I do believe that he, he has the ability uh, to turn it around. I mean, at the end of the day, his fastball is a little bit too straight, but he could throw upper nineties at times and he's got, he's got a phenomenal slider. And if he can control those pitches, uh, he has all the weapons to be a great reliever um, in this game. And he, he is still developing some, some other secondary pitches too. Um, but you know what, after last year, I would say, don't even consider him as a starter. Don't even worry about your third or fourth pitch, like get your, get your fastball, get your slider down and, and let's take it from there. Yeah, I, I agree with Scott overall, especially with Carl Burns, uh, no longer throwing BP. I think he'll be spend some more time at triple a get himself right. And hopefully he's going, you know, working with the right people during this off season. Um, I did screw Scott a little bit. I do think that I do think that you know obviously you can get a back, get a couple of pitchers working correctly, and then you know see what he's going to do in the bullpen. But I, I hope they leave him at Triple A and kind of make it, you know, have him have some success. Maybe as a starter, I'd prefer him to be left there, but uh, and not totally bail on him yet on that. But we'll see. Just because I think he has the arsenal to, to be a starter still. Um, 
but maybe this time next year, if he hasn't made any more progress, I think that's definitely the way to go. Um, getting back to you know Larry, Coach Larry's other question, what's the best Brewer pitcher we probably could sign? I mean, if you're thinking we're going to be in on guys like Cole or um, Strasburg or like Scott mentioned, even Wheeler or, or Rayu or anything, um, I'm afraid you're going to be holding your breath a little too long. That it's not going to happen. Uh, the Brewers are not going to be willing to to pony up those type of contracts to kind of appease them and make them slightly optimistic. I'll throw out a name that is a dark horse, maybe the verse saying someone like a Madison Bumgarner, I think could maybe settle for like a four or five year deal, probably at a price that Brewers shouldn't pay, but maybe they'll just pony up for, for some reason. And, but that's about as good of a name as you're probably going to see the Brewers getting. I wouldn't, wouldn't even hold my breath on that, I guess. Hey, Craig, I know that I should know this, but didn't Baumgartner have some things to say about, like, the way that the Brewers use starting pitchers and, and kind of commented on that back in the 2018 season? Or am I misremembering it? I personally don't recall that, but um, if true, I'd probably not be willing to sign with the Brewers even if they, they have the <laughs> most amount of no, money. No, I, so. I, I, I could be misremembering that, too. I guess I, I don't know for sure. But um, yeah. I, I was about to bring up Madison Baumgartner. I, I like him as well, Craig. I think that – he would be a great addition. I don't know that we're necessarily going to be able to afford him, but but we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe there's something to the idea that uh, Adonacio is going to open it up the pocketbook even a little bit more this year, uh, given the fact we've been you know strong contenders the last two seasons, and even with the rebranding and marketing stuff, you know, Mark Adonacio has a, has made a career in, in you know uh, bringing products out at certain times and marketing things correctly. Uh, maybe maybe this is the year that he spends even a little bit more money. We'll see. Yeah, actually, um, Vince, I, I think I recall something about that too. Basically him saying something along the lines of like, you're not going to come get me in the fifth inning like if I'm pitching well or something like that. Like he wants the ball and he wants to be able to, um, you know, they were saying something like, oh, well, complete games, like they're going to start pulling people third time through the order. And he's like, no, that's not going to happen to me, not on my watch, that kind of thing. So I don't necessarily think it's going to be like a, a really good fit, but – well, I mean, what my argument with that would be is I think that in order for the Brewers' model to really be successful throughout an entire season, you kind of need someone at the front of your rotation, you know, your number one or two starters that can go past five innings and you expect to go six to seven innings every time. That way, the rest of the it'll, – it'll strengthen the rest of the, the games that the bullpen does have to come in for and pitch most of the game you know, they'll be more than well-rested because of those innings thrown by those top, you know, especially your number one starter at the head of the rotation. So I don't think the Brewers would, uh, you know, not welcome someone who can throw seven strong innings. I think that's just ridiculous. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, he probably wouldn't be someone that could promise someone like Mass and Bumgar that he's going to be allowed to go seven innings every start either. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a mismatch because of those reasons, I guess. Craig, do you, what do you uh, what do you guys see Bumgarner getting in the open market now that he's a free agent? It's a good question. Um, he seems older than he actually is, and Scott, I don't know if you have your interns quick look this up, but I believe he's only about thirty-one or thirty-two years old. Um, and in fact, that Jeez, might I thought he was like forty-five. Jeez, yeah, I mean, he seems like he's been around forever. He had so much success, especially in the postseason, early in his career with the Giants. Um, and, of course, his skills have started deteriorating a little bit. It would be a risky contract, but I still think he's going to get um, – I'll say he gets four or five years. I think whatever team gives him five years probably gets him. 
at what cost? I would, I guess I'll just completely just throwing a dart out there. I'll say he gets five years, 75 million. So 15 million a year, I guess. That got, actually seems about it, right on the annual value. I think five years is a little much. I could see him getting the annual for four, maybe, maybe even a little higher annual for four. That's just my guess, but we'll see. I'm sure that's a club they're comfortable with, so that, that could very well could be how, uh, someone's willing to go five. How old was Arietta when he signed his uh, recent contract with the Phillies a couple of years ago? Scott, you guys, your interns on that one too. Yeah, I think was, yeah, that's a great question, guys. But. <laughs> um, how many hits did um, Billy Joe Romano have in his career with the Brewers? Like, let's just look that up really quick too. I don't know. Um, Scott, you're, Scott, these interns are highly trained by you. All right, well, you're going to have to stall for me now. All right, let's see here. Uh, Bumgarner is actually only um, – he's only 30. So, he, he's – I would not be surprised at all if he got a five-year deal. Although I know people are getting away from that. But, uh, regardless, I actually think that he's probably going to get closer to – maybe closer to that 20 million. So, maybe 17, 18, something like that. So, we'll see. Um, I don't know. What was your other question? Let me see if I could look it up. <laughs> Arietta's age, um, what, two years ago? Or just however old he is now would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's 34 now. I, he's 33. It, 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 just seemed, it just seems like kind of a relevant cop to me for whatever reason. He's 33. Yeah. Right it's in the ballpark, but, um, yeah, so he was probably 31, 32-ish in that same range. So, yeah. And similarly, he had just kind of gone through his successful postseason, you know, run with the Cubs and also had a sign forward year thrown in there too. But, yeah, his skills, it's like I don't think the Phillies are going to get back and return what they paid for in that contract. I'm sure they're slightly regarding it already two years in. Uh, and the same could be said for anyone who signs Bumgarner. So it's risky, but um, I think anyone saying him will be looking for production on those first three years of the contract type of thing. Under the radar, Jordan Lyles, Wade Miley, are they under the radar if they already were wildly successful? In a I, th- I think Coach recently? Larry definitely wanted them to be good, though, Scott. So well, I mean, they're good for us. <laughs> no, exactly. So, but, but I think in his mind, a good pitcher, those might not fit them all. But I don't know, Coach Larry. So, but that was a good question. No, Maybe we can get something there? out of, um, like, a Kyle Gibson or something like that. He's already kind of used to playing for Midwest teams. Yeah. He's not good. But maybe not there's something we can find. I don't know. Yeah, originally I thought that we might have a, a chance of signing Odorizzi, but then he uh, re-upped with the Twins. Yeah, yeah. That would have been interesting. I, I think he agreed to a country – uh, he accepted a contract for like 17 and a half, somewhere in there. Hmm. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, if Odorizzi got that, well, I don't think it was. I'm, um, I would think but that was a, that was a one-year. That was a one-year deal with the team option. That the, you know, that's one year. Yeah. Option. So yeah, two options. I, I still then say Bumgarner could get seventeen a year easy. Then probably uh, four or five years, seventeen million. But we'll see. Um, all right. So was there any other questions then, Vince Scott, or that... that was all that we got on Twitter. And uh, believe it or not, we actually do not know Coach Larry personally, Craig. So that was an actual viewer question. Actually, awesome. Coach Coach Larry is actually pretty active on Twitter. Like he he uh, yeah. posts a lot of stuff, and 
is definitely a, a good contributor to Twitter. So it's definitely, um, uh, definitely appreciate worth a, worth a follow. Yeah, worth a follow. He's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, for cool. sure. All righty. Well, so excited about this off season. Um, I know we'll have a lot more podcasts coming your way. I'm sure we'll, we'll get some special guests on for you. Uh, hopefully some former baseball players uh, that we can interview during these off season as well. So I hope you guys continue to tune into our podcast. And of course, this hot stove season is just about to heat up with the uh, GM meetings happening in a couple of weeks. I believe they're happening in San Diego this year. Is that right? Yep. Winter meetings, December 8th through the 12th. So, um, who's going? Scott, you're closest, so uh, hopefully your yeah, interns can make out there. Chad cover that for us? Um, I could certainly use a vacation. Um, I've been working really hard, so. <laughs> yep. Well, this, all of our viewers will appreciate it, Scott. Yeah, and then I could get away from this, um, the harsh winters that we have in Las Vegas, too, so. That's a good opportunity. Awesome. All righty. Well, that wraps up for this podcast. Thanks for joining us, uh, Vince and Scott and Chad. If you're out there listening somewhere, again, give yep. us a call. Um, <laughs> but, oh. um, yeah, we're definitely looking for the 2020 Brewers season. We've got a new logo, new uniforms. We'll have our M. MVP are, in my mind, uh, dual MVP back with us in full strength health at the beginning of 2020 season. And, you know, the pieces just have to be put in place. And I trust our GM, Dave Stearns, and our owner, of course, to open up the pocketbook. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens this offseason, definitely. Sounds great, guys. Yeah, let's do it. New yeah. uniform uh, logo, new World Series. And not only that, uh, definitely keep an eye on our Twitter. Give us a follow if you want. And um, definitely subscribe and hopefully give us a five-star rating for this podcast because leading up to and through the winter meetings all the way through the offseason, uh, we will uh, give all of our uh, rumors here for signings, trades, um, anything that we can get before everybody else. Thank you again to our anonymous source, Tom Carter, who, who gets that all for us. Uh, really just so valuable. Really appreciate it. All the, all the work and all the great tips he gives us. Sounds good, guys. All right. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Stay classy, Wisconsin. Go Brewers. Do, 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 do.